Offspring. I'm a huge fan, <laughs> my man. Wow. Uh, they're the best. A lot of people. I actually was starting off listening to a Bloodhound Gang. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Then it went into Offspring, and then I thought about that. Pretty Fly, man. That's such a funny song. It's very Pretty funny. Fly Bloodhound Gang, uh, one of my favorites also because they uh, have that music video where they're all dressed as monkeys. Yeah, which one is that? I was trying to find that one. It's a, it, was a, it was a very risque uh, tune, if I remember correctly. Uh, do, do you know what I was uh, listening to? Those, uh, remember The Roof is on Fire? That is Bloodhound Gang. That was like, that was number one on Q101, <laughs> top 10 at 10, forever. Yes, Q101, for the folks out there in the international lands, was a... Uh, Chicago local radio station in the 1990s that exclusively played modern rock. And at that era, it was the uh, grunge rock, right? Ska grunge. was big. They played right? alternative. Yeah. They played yeah, alternative. Yeah, and then alternative at night, dude, they even did love. That was where you got Love Line. That is where uh, we were turned on to Love Line with uh, Adam, Adam Carolla. Dr. Drew. That's right, my man. And it was, it was just a great time for radio, the 90s, I can only assume. Uh, all those. Characters have probably moved on into the podcast world, right? That's oh, dude, I didn't even works. think about that. It was so funny, man. I didn't even think about that. As a kid, I used to, because I'd fall asleep too early, but I would record Loveline on that little Sony boombox thing. That's right. I had a similar uh, radio player, and I was huge on recording the radio. On the tape. You make mixtapes, yeah. yeah. So what you do is uh, your favorite song comes on. You got to catch it right at the perfect spot you hit record on the cassette and uh you cut it right before the dj rolls in or any kind of call letters right so then you could end up with you know your own perfect little mixtape of your favorite songs that's how we did it back Uh, in the day folks dude i had it perfect because if you cut out the commercials right you could do the 10 at 10 on one side of the tape that's right flip it and then you got the love line. Yes, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the next day, dude, that was the podcast of the day. You know? Wow, good call. You could pop it in and listen to it with your friends or hang out. Like the, That's when we were jamming to cassette players, man. And you know what? I only got one tape, so if I don't listen to it to today, guess what? It's getting covered by the new show tonight. You know? <laughs> Yeah, you just, think you keep think about like how listen. much you wanted to listen to that, though, to do all of that. There's no way I'm doing that now. Also, man, how much... Um, Well, we're talking about a time without like really great video game systems and without cell phones and anything to distract us. We had nothing else to do. Yeah. Love line, though, dude. When you're a little kid, like especially around that time where you first start jerking off and like noticing <laughs> girls, you know, and everything you do you think is weird. That's you right. Know, you listen to Love Line and they're just like, and Dr. Drew is just like, nah, it's normal. And then Adam makes fun of you. <laughs> yes, man. Huge for a lot of people. I, I think uh, they were you know, pretty influential for a good chunk or a good generation of folks in America during uh, you know, the last 20 years or so. It's pretty crazy to think about. And dude, the mixtape, that was the thing everybody did. That pre, you know, that was before we had the the burning of the discs, right? You could do the uh the mix the mix CD that yeah. doesn't even come close to be honest because you know, back in the day, you could you could honestly uh just keep using the same tape almost forever. Yeah, dude, it was hard to make a tape. <laughs> 
you made a girl a tape, you worked for it. The you know tape, I mean? dude. I loved making the mixtapes. Those, uh, those were the days. Uh, we're missing out now. Uh, you know, because you take your time, put a little effort, thinking about each song. You also have to wait. All right, you're listening to the radio, waiting there with the trigger finger. Where's Alec Baldwin? Uh, you got the trigger <laughs> finger ready. Heyo. That's right. You hit that record button right at the perfect time, and you get that mixtape. Uh, man, those were the days, dude. You know, simple times. Honestly, I'm back on the simple time train. I purchased myself a tiny MP3 player for thirty dollars, and I've been using it on my runs lately. Still like it, huh? I love it. Huge fan. Yeah. I added more songs to it. You know what I found out? I was doing a little digging on how, uh, you know, these uh, music platforms, these apps like Spotify, iTunes, all the good stuff, they got these algorithms, man, where they only work within like a 20 to 25 song range. So no matter what your playlist really is, you're almost going to probably hear the same songs over and over again. For sure. That's why, I, 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 dude, I don't even have Pandora or any of those anymore. I don't listen to any of that shit. I loaded up like 20-something songs on my new tiny clip-on MP3 player. Algorithm AI free, dude. I heard all the songs almost. It was incredible. Yeah. And the ones you wanted. Yes. It was like yeah, no. kind of random. <laughs> it was crazy. It's almost like it's almost like this new age computer stuff is like messing with us, right? Like it, it's it's not really random. Everything's so tailored for you that you're not even getting what you want anymore. You're getting what the system thinks you want. Thinks you want, yeah, yeah. Because we're not computers. We're very nuanced human beings. So I so <laughs> yes, yeah. dude. I was uh, on a mission on my trip over the weekend. I was gone for several days. And I left my phone at the hotel every day. Oh, nice. And we stayed in downtown Baltimore. And it was a nice hotel, but have you, I don't know if you've been to Baltimore yourself, but... Uh, I try to stay away. It's a diverse ki- uh, community, to say the least. My uh, least favorite. It's very diverse. And so... <laughs> Not a fan. I'm just going to say this. Every bar M and I went into, we were the minority individuals in the room, right? Yeah, yeah you stuck out. We just weren't, there wasn't a many of us in the room there, you know? And hey, look. You stuck out like the lone frosted flakes in a bowl of raisins. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then the guy comes over and rips the table out, and he's like, you mind if we dance with your women? <laughs> no, please, sir, go ahead. There's only one thing you can say in this situation. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> oh, man, I forgot where I was going with that, dude. I lost track. That was incredible. Well, probably how great Baltimore is since it's a Democratic-run city. I'm assuming everything is good. So uh, we're, I left my phone all the time at the uh, a hotel, and we, uh, it was a diverse, uh, diversified hotel. There were a lot of Mets fans, but also, you know, the, the normal kind of um, people you encountered in a downtown Baltimore situation. And we all know the phones, man. They're listening, right? 
Like they, they're they're on to us. They're following almost our thoughts, you know. And uh, I had a little downtime in the morning. hadn't picked up the phone in a while, and I, you know, was scrolling through. I saw an article. I clicked on it, and all of a sudden, the ad that popped up. I sent a screenshot to Emma of it. She was dying, and uh, it. The only best way I could describe it was uh, the ad was, you know, stretching, stretchable leggings for large black women. Was, <laughs> was the ad on the article I'm reading? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like, a okay. localized ad. It was, you know, well, it was clearly hanging out in the hotel room there, you know, like absorbing all the data and info <laughs> going on in the hotel and. Emma and I were out there for 10, 12, 15 hours, right? I'm nowhere near this thing, so it's not absorbing any info or data from me. So it, whatever it's branching onto or hearing or you know tapped into, man, it, it decided when I opened up a news article that uh, I'd be interested in some you know oversized leggings for black women. You don't think your phone knows it's next to Emma's phone pretty regularly? And they don't communicate? Well, Emma was with her phone and we were out. Right, so then the minute they came within Bluetooth distance of each other. Oh, good call. All right. I don't know. Maybe. It's possible. Like, the minute your phones get closed, you can go into your phone and her phone will be an option. Yeah, that's a good call. They know. And they're connected. And they know when (laughs) and how long they're connected. Oh, right. So they know, they already know where I'm at. Don't worry. I, I know oh, they're watching. Uh, just, I don't know yeah. if you know this, but over the weekend, your phone's got engaged. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. <laughs> Good for that. Those yeah, crazy been kids. together so long. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, I just think it's funny, you know, because you, we all know the phenomenon. You're talking about something with, you know, whoever's in the room, and then all of a sudden you see the commercial for it or it pops up mm. on your phone, right? So. I thought it was interesting, like, uh, all right, no. The government's watching. Yeah. Dude, I got something crazy. I'm excited for this one, yeah. Speaking of, like, government and everybody who's after people. Big brother, folks. You got to hear this clip from Roseanne. Ooh, I'm I'm a huge fan of the new Roseanne. And this is a clip where, like, She's kind of just chilling with some people, you know? All right, I dig it. So I got a manager and agent? I think I do. <laughs> they call me, but I never answer. Rosa, you don't answer. Because I know what, I don't ever answer my phone because I know, I know they killed Robin Williams because he went back, you know. Did you hear that? Wow. Wow. Did you hear that? So I got a manager and agent? I think I do. <laughs> they call me, but I never answer. Rosa, you don't answer. Because I know what I don't ever answer my phone because I know I know they killed Robin Williams because he went back. You know, as soon back. as they start talking about a comeback vehicle, I want to jump off a fucking bridge. Even the valet guy that's parked in my car, he'll be like, you know, Miss Bar, I'm out of line. I'm out of line, but I have a comeback vehicle that I've written for you. Even the fucking valet guy does it. Like, well, why do you take your comeback vehicle and shove it where the fucking sun don't shine, son? <laughs> if I'm going to do a comeback vehicle this time, it'll be something I write, direct, and own my own fucking self. I ain't in this business to make 
another fucking man rich, so fucking get out of my way or you'll get no tip. <laughs> yeah. Dude, what do we always talk about the words, though, right? That's right. She keeps, like, the way she says, like, even valet guys will ask me, I got a comeback vehicle for you. Like, that's a weird phrase. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe it's the same vehicle that Anne Hache decided to hitch a ride on, and all of a sudden uh, they're Dude. stuffing her into a body bag, right? Declaring she's that's dead. Why I, she says uh, uh, Robin Williams had a comeback vehicle. That kind of gave me the chills a bit. Uh, you know, they made a huge deal of Robin Williams being, like, depressed. Right, and that's why he killed himself. And uh, if I'm and not then mistaken, did you hear the explanation of like he was? Oh, it turned out he had this rare thing, and that gave him a chemical imbalance, and that's probably why he killed himself. And also, uh, the way he killed himself, if I'm not mistaken, it was the erotic asphyxiation. Oh, was it two shotguns to the face? Clinton <laughs> no. style? <laughs> no, dude. I think he died the same way David Carradine killed himself with the uh they're like strapping their throat uh to yeah. the to the door while they're doing uh some uh you know masturbatory ritual. Uh now I found that uh, to be honestly a questionable way to die and it did seem a little yeah. odd that several people went down that way kind of in, in a you know, similar time frame, right? Like, and I Robin be, Williams was weird. You know what gets me about Robin Williams is so like, uh, like Anthony Bourdain. Anybody who listens to Joe Rogan or any of these podcasts, everybody has heard a million stories about from different people. Uh, you know, Anthony Bourdain did reach out to me. I wish I would have seen the signal. You know what I mean? You never hear that about Robin Williams. You also don't hear about with Anthony Bourdain how him and Chris Cornell, I believe, who also allegedly killed himself, uh, were both working on producing a film uh, exposing child trafficking. Shut the fuck up. Yes, there, there are a lot of, uh, there's a lot of info out there. It could be a rumor. Maybe I've been taken down the rabbit hole one too many times, but you know, it does sound like something that seems to be a trend here and oh, Hache, you're right dude he hung himself too that's right and Anne Hache also uh, rumor has it if you will that Anne Hache rumor has it that's right <laughs> it's like the fourth Hache. time I heard that today dude I keep thinking about that song <laughs> it's, a, it's a brainwashing song then you know that the uh, MI6 and CIA created it to uh, mess with hey, your head. it works man rumor that's has right. it uh, dude Adele she, uh, she what happened to Adele man she probably didn't want to do the adrenochrome and now she's aging. I can only. Assume. I heard she. Well, I heard she refused to eat a banana out of a stripper's ass, and now she got fired. Wow. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. Was, yes. That you're that wrong. Lizzo's. It's Lizzo and her. <laughs> the other fat bitch. Big... From Lizzo's tour. <laughs> <laughs> All you fat bitches are blending in. You know what happened is Adele lost weight, so she was no longer useful for the agenda machine, man. So they had to just dispose of her. You know, you can't be attractive and talented. You got to be uh, overweight, so we can. Do a whole thing about you. It is terrible because she's beautiful. Yeah, Dell's a wonderful lady. I can only assume, uh, or a monster. You know these superstars. They're usually kind of assholes. You know, like I think so, dude. You think like, Adele? That's why. See, I think Adele. Oh, oh no! Uh, carry on, my friend, please. Oh, see, Adele. I I feel she falls into that fat girl who became skinny. Yeah, where yeah. she still has the fat girl personality. Shy, nice. 
I don't think that just doesn't really realize <laughs> the privileges that come with how beautiful you are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, That's you can do whatever right. you want. Yeah. You can literally shit on this guy's face. He doesn't, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Like, you don't understand. You know, like, man, I- I'm looking at before and after. She is so beautiful now. Yeah, and compared you- to when she was bigger. The only time you don't hear, uh, like, every time people lose weight like Adele, typically, uh, except now we live in the fat shame era where she probably got shit on for losing all that weight, but uh, you typically hear, wow, you look fantastic. You look great. Like, you know, what did you do? Right? That used to be the whole thing. Now, if you uh, have lost some weight, everyone's like, what's wrong? Is it cancer? Like, what's going on here? Right? Like, people are always eating (laughs) disorder. Ozempic? Like, what's happening? you know what the problem with Adele is though? I think I think she lost a lot of weight but didn't keep the titties. Yeah, and then you yeah because now okay. all the, all the new the pictures line, are right. just like the head and shoulders. Where like when she was big, she was showing them fucking oh those, she... sweat, those sweater puppets, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. The village feeders. That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. All the fat pictures, she's showing off that cleavage. We typically call those gazungas, I believe. Isn't that like Gazunga. a... Yeah, oh, I love that word. Yeah, yeah man. Gazungas. That's what we reserve that word for. And sure, she probably trimmed down and slimmed down and all the best to her. It's always <laughs> oh, better than that. she got a comeback end. vehicle. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Roseanne is uh, speaking truths and... Weirds me out with the Robin Williams. Again, Anne Heche is also on that kind of train of she was on the uh, cusp of producing something that was going to expose some element, some world, probably in Hollywood or whatever, with the elites and doing the child trafficking, the adrenochrome, and all this adrenochrome stuff now, they're admitting to it. It, It's out there. They can't hide it anymore. Well, dude, you you know what scared me about this? I bet you Roseanne dies next. This reminded me of the what's her name when she said Obama was the first gay president and Michelle's a man. You're talking about Joan Rivers. She was released Joan from the Rivers. hospital and yeah. they, you know, reporter asked her as she's walking up. It's viral. I'm sure you can still find it out there, but he asks when we'll have a gay president and she off the cuff seemingly some people say she's joking i argue she's being completely serious says that we already have a gay president and this is around uh, the 2010 era and she says that uh, you know <laughs> michelle obama big mike big mike <laughs> big mike is uh michelle obama is a man he's transsexual baby oh yeah and so you know to be fair it's it. a female 8 inch penis that's right, and if all you... eight inches of that penis are female. Wow, good call, <laughs> dude. And we established this in yesterday's episode, uh, right? This, that if you are being banged by a chick, you're straight. Oh yeah, it doesn't matter how big her cock is. <laughs> <laughs> Even if she's got a cock bigger than yours, you're still the man. She's the woman. <laughs> It's just a woman with a big cock. <laughs> well, speaking of... You know what I love the most about my wife? The way her balls feel when they're slapping against mine, <laughs> you know? Well, <laughs> and we're canceled. That's <laughs> how
Dude, no joke though, speaking of dudes having their balls slapping against each other, the Trudeaus are getting divorced. Tonight, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and his wife Sophie announcing they have agreed to separate. The couple had been childhood sweethearts, married for 18 years. It was just last year on their anniversary, Mrs. Trudeau reflecting on their more than two-decade relationship, saying they had she weathered just found out sunny he's Cuban? days <laughs> and heavy storms. They had three <laughs> My children. father would never approve. They're in a statement, the couple saying tonight they are focused on, quote, raising their kids in a safe, loving, and collaborative environment. They plan to vacation together next week. I don't know what happened. I loved, I loved Justin my whole life. And then he hit 40, started speaking Spanish. Wanted to join an orgy. I don't know what's going on. Have you seen the pictures going viral of Trudeau and Macron? No. There is speculation out there <clears throat> that Trudeau and Macron had some sort of a, you know, homosexual... Rendezvous? Wee wee, baguettes! Baguettes in, baguettes! A little menage a toi? I put the With butter. the landscaper? Put the butter on your baguette, you put the butter on my baguette, come on! Yeah! I believe they call that docking. You put one baguette in the other one. It's called docking. You gotta look up the pictures, dude. There's these weird pictures of them where they're like holding each other in very public situations. I, okay, in very I know, I know, and manners, I'm the first man. Listen, but I listen. know they're they're French, Canadian, and, and French, so automatically yes. we all know how it goes. They're oh, yeah, they're fruitcakes. Yeah, you know, in America, you're just gay. That's right. Up there, I don't know. You know, yeah, we need our Canadian fans right. to weigh in. Yes, we uh, we have our Canadian folk, and we love you so, uh, and uh, we appreciate the downloads, and that's why. Oh, I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We love you so. <laughs> hey, <laughs> a Canadian accent. <laughs> hey, I was trying to do like a sorry. Oh yeah, a boot. <laughs> I don't know. And we lost them. We, we love you a boot this much. <laughs> It's just that, you know, I'm not a fan of Trudeau, and I'm not ever going to celebrate the divorcing of a marriage, a union. You know, this is always a bad deal for the kids, right? But there's no the way Trudeau... kids! Frank, this is a terrible sign of the times. That used to be political suicide. You would stay married to the bitch just for the fucking optics. Great call, my man. Yeah. This is a terrible sign. We have literally given up on the sanctity of marriage. Yes. Like, it, it's absurd. This is absurd. Good call. They now are, you're just yes. a leader. You know what I mean? Do you, I don't know. They Justin are, Trudeau, there weren't very many things that I, I, I envied about you. One of the things I did was the fact that you did marry a, a childhood sweetheart. You know what I mean? It was like the one thing you had that proved you were a decent man. Yes. Now you've just proved your garbage like like your father Castro. <laughs> I mean, folks, I mean, uh, what do you expect? What happened this? here, dude? I guarantee you this guy got caught fucking around. Whether it was with a, a French dude or a Canadian woman, I don't know who could tell the difference. You have uh, <laughs> at your disposal, you have that magical Google machine. I am telling you, sir, there are images if you were to just even check it out. <laughs> 
It is these two guys. It's Macron holding Trudeau, Castro, baby Castro. They're holding each other very intimately and almost kissing in some of these pictures. Oh, wow. And there's like multiple. Oh, my God. I wasn't exaggerating. Oh, and they're like kissing. Dude, there's way too many pictures. No, they're like. Oh, there's way too many. These are two gay dudes embracing each other. Not that there's anything Dude, wrong with it. It's so bad just based on the smiles. You could tell uh, Trudeau fucked Macron. You could see, yeah, they just had a little action going down, right? Dude, the kiss the, is really weird. They're like, kissing. They're kissing, man. I'm telling like you. The cheek kiss. There's a lot of kissing. There's a lot of embrace. Oh, like a lot of touching. I don't ever touch men on the face that way. You know what I'm saying? You're my brother. We spent a week in Florida together. We did not touch that much. I, did we even get, like, beyond <laughs> six inches? Oh, we're Italian, so we can't get within eight. <laughs> That's right. It's impossible. <laughs> Just in case one pops a boner, you know what I'm saying? Spent our lives knocking down vases <laughs> and paintings. It was horrible. <laughs> and always nine inches apart from your brother. <laughs> No, these guys are so close that even the French are t- touching tips. <laughs> <laughs> even with those micros, you know? His name is Macron. Come on. You know he's got a small penis. All right, man, I'm glad. Just like I joke, but my last name translates to flea. That's How big do right. you think my dick is? Gigantic. <laughs> Teeny. Oh, you got to think about like uh, in Robin Hood, Little John is enormous. Everything, you know, you got to go with the opposite. Mm-hmm. So maybe Macron, maybe he's kind of a, uh, you know, a monster. Macron. Maybe Sounds he's like macaroni. Dude, oh. he's one word, one letter away from macaroni. Maybe he's like a tripod kind of fella. He's kind of a shorter guy, right? We've established his height too. And I Is he is he 5'7"? I think we figured out he's a he's a, a lift man. Oh, that's right. Yes, dude, cuz he's he he claims He clocks in. 5. He claims 5'8". Yeah, get out of here. A five, no, seven. no, he's a 5'7". He's actually probably a 5'6" with with the Listen. Lifts. Looking at you next to uh, Trudeau, that's a 5'7 bottom if I've ever seen one. Well, you know yes. <laughs> Actually, to be fair, dude, to be fair, he's 5'8 when he puts on the high heels for Trudeau. <laughs> it's kind of his preference. <laughs> he doesn't go fully on the tranny thing, but he likes a little high heel action, maybe a little lipstick on, on Macron, uh, you know? But to be fair, he's 5'7 American, 5'8 Canadian. <laughs> You know, the exchange rate. Yeah, right. yeah, something with the metric system. I don't know. We're, yeah, we're American, so we're retarded. Macro. Ah, what a Well, uh, speaking of international. Even France, dude. You're, you're, like, you're the country. You're, the name of your country is as close to f- as we can go. <laughs> Yeah. I literally think France translates to f- You know what I'm saying? Oh. Dude, that's like five episodes I didn't even say it. I'm sorry. I was really trying not to. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You're like a syllable caught away. off guard. Caught off guard. I think you're yeah. onto something here. And yes, sir, what a... 
I'm glad you caught. I'm just saying, if, any, if anybody's the mm, of Europe, you're the you know, well, yeah, we'll the fruit fruit cake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll find the French word for fruit cake. Start using that as the uh, substitute. Or you know what? You could just start calling him as French. Dude, crazy. His wife is five six. Macron. So, yeah, five six, five eight, average. The average Macron, five seven. The average Macron also. <laughs> dude, dude, you should look more into Macron's wife. She's like sixty eight or something, and he's like half her age. Sixty four. Oh my god. Yeah, dude. Worth two hundred and forty five million dollars. That's right. And not only that, they Holy met like. Sh- Shit. They met when they were in university. You know, here it's college over this university, and they met. Oh, dude, there no, no, this and... is an old article. She's seventy. She was born in nineteen fifty-three. Yeah, she's old. And uh, not only that, she's way older than him. And they met when they were like in school, and she was the teacher. Oh, he's dude. only forty-five. Yeah, man. Oh my god! What the fuck? No, you gotta look at pictures of her. This oh, is I this have. girl. Oh, this yeah. is adrenochrome. Oh, it's Nancy Pelosi. Everything. Well, I'm gonna give Nancy the tits on this one. Yeah, Nancy always rocks the best tits. Compared good tits, to every- <laughs> Nancy, I gotta give it to you, man. Good tits. It's Nancy and AOC with the rock and boobage. No doubt about it, dude. AOC, good tits, dude. AOC got the Latina tits with like the gap in the middle. You oh, know what I mean? Right, like they're yeah. very uh, uh, pronounced. Like you can see each one. You yeah, know, you know Nancy's kind of got like they're they're kind of coming together there. Yeah, well, Nancy put a lot of work and money into those tits. That's why they're. Uh, you know, to true. perfection, right? She skipped all the work skin. on the neck and just <laughs> did the boobs. Right? She's got to take some of the skin, the neck skin. Put it on the <laughs> she's keeping the neck skin in reserve for the future tits. I think that's what she's doing, dude. Ah, uh, no kidding. That's actually where she hoards the uh, Korean foreskins. It's uh, you're you're <laughs> you're thinking it's wrinkles, but it's, she's just storing Korean foreskins in the neck, and they just slowly seep into the tits. <laughs> Her neck is eighty percent foreskin. <laughs> if you know this, it's just all it's a bunch of scrunched up uh, Korean foreskins. Dude, did we over, did we go over this already? Putin's five seven. I did not know he was part of the five seven club, Mike. That's incredible. Vladimir Putin. I don't know why this came up while I was looking at the. Uh, that is wild. Well, you know, he's a man. Vladimir Putin. He's been saying. 19, 1952. Have you been catching some of the things he's saying? Like, he, he's out there throwing out some big time jabs uh, in as far as, like, the New World Order has been defeated. And he, he's, you know, people have awoken. And, you know, the agenda 2030 is probably not going to occur here. What's the Agenda 2030? It's what the World Economic Forum is based around. Their Agenda 2030, you can look it up. They keep it on their website. It's They're very open about it. Uh, it it's their depopulation plan and idea to convert Dude, everybody. Yeah, I, I got to I gotta tell you, the more this goes on, I hate to say it, I'm on Putin's side. He's fighting against the New World Order. I mean, dude, everything Putin, I don't know. I've said it from you day know, one. Do, I'm anti-New you know World me? Order. Anti-New World do you know, Order. Do you know what kills me? is? Did you see that uh, everything going, all the news about the uh, 
So Russia and China, they did a joint Navy training exercise. That's right, they man. They came right up against the U.S. waters uh, next to the Aleutian Islands in Alaska. Yes, I got a clip about it, actually. Do you? I, well, I would love to hear it. Well, did you not hear about the assassination? I don't care about this. Well, that's all part of I it. Wanna hear, I want to hear about the uh, Russian and China ships. Now, what's known as a double tap, a sinister... <laughs> like, it's called a double tap, all right? You got to understand, dude. <laughs> Russia overnight carried out what's known as a double tap, a sinister kind of attack, firing a missile at an apartment building full of civilians in eastern Ukraine, and then striking it again to kill first responders. At least seven people were killed, including rescue workers. Russia was busy last night. The military releasing more footage of its troops pounding Ukraine's defenses. President Zelensky denounced the new attacks. He had. We need more money, uh, <laughs> more cocaine, and uh, more hookers. We have more laptops of hunters. We need ammunition, <laughs> cocaine, and hookers. Push comes to shove, drop the ammunition. <laughs> Yes, yes, cocaine. Cocaine and hookers. hookers. Usual nightly addresses and is staying high profile even after Ukraine's main intelligence like, you know service. When you're at the, you know when you're at the like checkout and you can't afford everything that they just rung up? Exactly, yes. Yeah, yeah, he's taking the hookers and the cocaine. <laughs> not, not the fucking Patriot missiles that nobody in his army knows how to use. He's taking the hookers, the coke, okay. and the cash... Bags, endless bags of cash <laughs> that are just flowing to this place because they have more laptops, folks. I hate to break it to you. There's more Hunter laptops oh, out there. A missile that nobody knows how to use? Yeah, send them front line. <laughs> <laughs> Bag of cash, put in trunk. You, you got Zelensky, he's at like the UN assembly. He's like, let me show you picture on laptop here. Uh, oh, no? Okay, give me more money. Like, that's all this whole thing is about. <laughs> he opens it up. Let me show you on laptop. I can only afford uh, Asus. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a slow roll download of the big guy with some hookers and Hunter Biden. All, all, you, see, all you see is the spinning wheel. And all he, all he keeps saying, if only I had money for iMac. <laughs> These guys, I, I don't know if you've been catching up on the whole like extortion situation going on in Ukraine, but there are these oligarchs there. Everyone is just making off with suitcases of dollar suitcases. bills, man. Our our money is just well, flooded well, into this fair, market. To be fair, well, Frank, to be fair, none of them have been caught at the border with suitcases of money. It's only their wives. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> wives and children of the oligarchs. <laughs> To be fair, so, bags of U.S. dollars, people. It's insane. It's, insane. it's funny that people just aren't really tuning in. I think that's the deal with you know the climate, well, we Trump, find, dude, we Ukraine. Find, we finally hit over 50% of America does not want to send any more money to Ukraine. Wow. Yeah. That's I said We finally hit that. that finally hit it. It's like 60% is like, all right, come on. We've given you enough. You're not going to win. Yeah, if you tune it out and you just live your life, you almost don't care that it's going on. And then you hear they're sending more money. You just think, well, can you stop that and send some of that over here and fix the roads? 
Like, is that possible? Well, exactly you start to think yeah. sensibly about the scenario, and then you realize, like, man, I haven't turned the TV on in a long time. You flip it on, you're like, oh, yeah, there's nothing on because there's a writer strike and nobody cares. That's right. You forgot. (laughs) You all forgot. And I'm bringing it up again because we missed it in the last episode only because I saw an article yesterday that said most of America doesn't care about the writer strike. Yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Just like nobody cares about Ukraine, dude. And they they have exhausted the sensationalized news items out of this a war uh this war arena like they can't create more incredible stuff however no. i do agree with you i think there's a little bit there with the joint chinese russia uh float flotilla that okay, no, no, <laughs> okay, like but here's what kills me about the the so there's a joint mission between the uh the russian navy and the chinese navy and they're they're literally teasing the U.S. Navy right outside of the Alaskan water, right? That's pretty close to, like, California, now, Hawaii, right? Kind of in that? For sure. For sure. Now, I ask you, Frank. During World War Two, right? Oh, yeah. Winston Churchill is trying to just save whatever soldiers he can. They're trying to fight back the Nazis. The French are doing the same. Do you think they were running joint training operations with the U.S.? (laughs) Or do you think they were focusing all their power on the war that they were losing? Because I have been told over and over again now that Russia's losing this war. That's right. And I'm not a military expert. But I do think if I was in a fight that I was losing, I would be devoting everything I had to that fight. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So so why is half of why do I have a large chunk of my military just in a, on a training mission? Let let me ask you this, Frank. You've never been a soldier, right? But you can imagine the camaraderie you have as a soldier with other soldiers even with people not in your branch. Like me, I was an army guy, but I still feel a camaraderie with guys who are... Just today, we have a teacher who's in the, who was a Navy guy. He was a seaman. And he did something <laughs> in the class. Oh, it's a... He was a, yeah, he was, a, he was a seaman, and somebody in the class did something, and the guy, the way he reacted, nobody understood. And I tried to explain... I, I was the one that explained to them. I was like, you don't understand, that's a... Like standing there with your hands in your pockets—that's such an insult in the military. You know All what right, I mean? Man, and yeah. it was—it was—it was like so. Like me and this guy, I have a camaraderie with them, and there would never be a time where the Navy, there's there's never going to be a time where the American Army is just dying. They're struggling to gain ground, and the Navy's just going to go fuck around in the Pacific with the Chinese. <laughs> that's you know right. What man. I mean? <laughs> yes. You're going to be like, no, I'm not I'm not going to go on this training mission. We need to go help our men.
right on the money, which is why, and I again, I'm going to skip over now. We've covered it essentially here with the the Z situation, Ukraine. Uh, they're trying to distract you with this assassination thing, but the the scary oh, yeah. scary part is that they've got these uh these ship exercises going on. And not only that, Mike, you're you're hitting it right on the head, uh, right here, dude. It comes down to the Navy, so we should be a little concerned when the Navy's in the news. We're gonna move on to the other major news this Thursday. Night. Make sure you got that binaca, folks. Spray it in there, I know, Dave. Dave, Dave this is, is choice, man. Dave, I know, Dave. I know. I if I, I had hair, I'd comb it, folks. I was out of town. I just needed to uh, get a double dip on that Dave. You know what I'm saying? So we're gonna do <laughs> that triple D. <laughs> When that double D is not enough, you got to hit that triple D. <laughs> triple D. Oh, where's my Guy Fieri fans out there? Come on now. That's right. <laughs> Diners, drive-ins, and dives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So we'll hit that other more uh, sensual triple D with the uh, Dave Muir here giving us the lowdown on the Navy Chinese spies. This evening, two U.S. Navy sailors are accused of betrayal, charged with sending national defense secrets to China for thousands of dollars in exchange. One sailor tonight facing an espionage charge which could carry a life sentence. Here's our chief national correspondent, Matt Gutman. Tonight, federal investigators charging two U.S. Navy sailors with a shocking betrayal, stealing defense secrets and selling them to China. When a soldier or sailor chooses cash over country, and hands over national defense information in an ultimate act of betrayal, we have to be ready to act. In both cases, the sailors were allegedly approached by Chinese spies and offered thousands of dollars in exchange for delivering classified details about naval operations. It's unclear <laughs> if the cases are connected. The most serious charge of espionage leveled against 22-year-old sailor Jin Chao Wei, also known as Patrick Way, on Wednesday. The unauthorized... <laughs> okay, okay. We're going to call you Patrick until you get charged with selling secrets to the Chinese. Then you go back to Jing Zhang or whatever the fuck your name was. You know? yeah, it was Jing Zhang Wei, but here's my favorite part of the story is the next guy's name. <clears throat> National defense information could place the national security of the United States and the safety of Wei's fellow U.S. Navy sailors in jeopardy. Prosecutors say Wei, a sailor aboard the USS Essex, sent a Chinese spy details about the defense and weapons capabilities of U.S. Navy ships, as well as information on ship movement. Authorities say Wei was paid at least $5,000 for selling technical manuals, blueprints, photos, and videos of the Essex. This is part of a brazen campaign by the People's Republic of China to target U.S. military officials. And 26-year-old sailor Wenheng Zhao, stationed at a naval base <laughs> in Ventura County, California. Wang Hang Zhao, come oh, on, dude! You guys made the story up. There's no way this is a real. Story. Why you guys? You guys gave us a gym bullet. No, it was another gym bullet. I, I, I know the recruitment is down. <laughs> but come on, <laughs> Wang Hang Zhao. Wang Hang Zhao. <laughs> you know we brought this guy into the Marines. His name was King Jong Phil. <laughs> Can't believe he sold our secrets to the North Koreans. Is <laughs> there a new guy in the Navy here? Uh, Dong So Long? Hello, Dong So Long. Uh, welcome <laughs> along. Here. This guy's great. 
He joined with his friend, uh, Xi is not pooping. <laughs> I don't know. What Wang Hang. Dude, they're like one syllable or something <laughs> from down. This is incredible. To target U.S. military officials. And 26-year-old sailor Wen Heng Zhao stationed at <laughs> in Ventura County, California, now charged with conspiracy. Did you say uh, Wang Heng down? No, Zhao. Down, Zhao. Oh, yeah. oh, Zhao. Hey, listen, I got this great kid. He's all American. <laughs> all American. He's going to be a great sailor. Wang Jing Zhao. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. And taking bribes. <laughs> Authorities saying over the course of nearly two years, Zhao sold photos and diagrams of a U.S. military radar system in Japan, as well as yielding precise operational details about an upcoming naval exercise. <laughs> Wing Jing Zhao, and he sent him to Japan? <laughs> uh, a little racist on the uh, Navy. Pacific, Zhao allegedly receiving nearly $15,000. All right, so. This is crazy stuff, in my opinion, because we've covered now throughout this year. We had the spy balloon. We had the defector from Apple who sold secrets to China about autonomous, uh, you know, traveling devices. And we got the sailors now selling secrets, their names. They're so hilarious that we can't even follow what they're talking about in the story. Like, this is ridiculous, man. What's going on here, dude? China basically runs this country at this point. Yeah, they took over all of our, uh, like, all of the top colleges. They own entertainment. Like, people are completely censored. Like, LeBron James and John Cena just bow down to their Chinese overlords. Like, it's just, we live in such a backwards society now that it's weird when you think about like okay this is now happening the the chinese have infiltrated our navy and it's an interesting story to break right around the time that the chinese and russia are performing very weird war games and kind of maneuvering around the ocean in a way that is you know potential for causing a little hostility it doesn't look good for us we look like a bunch of buffoons but I, Frank, I got some good news for you. I'm excited for this. Joe Biden is on top of this. <laughs> As a matter of fact, you don't got to worry about this because Joe Biden is the best president we've actually ever had. You don't say. Are you ready for this? Oh, yeah. I got to rush this in there so we don't run out of time. We got plenty. This is beautiful. The first lady traveled together for, you know, three years. And so I'm, I have a lot of. This guy was a. Uh, <laughs> he was like the spokesman or whatever for Jill Biden. OK. All right. Dr. Jill. Dr. Jill. Don't disrespect. The first lady traveled together for, you know, three years. And so I'm, I have a lot of affection and uh, for the family personally and the president personally. Good to know. Um, but I would also say that uh, as president, um, Judging by any historic, historic measure, you might disagree with what he has done, but he has been the most effective president I think we've had in, since LBJ mm. in terms of um, the amount of legislation he was able to get done with a Democratic Congress with a small majority, the same majority that exists now. He was able to do more than most presidents do in eight years, and he did it basically in two and a half. Mm. Um, so... From a from that perspective, from the scoreboard perspective, he gets an A plus plus. You couldn't ask for <laughs> more to be done. You may not disagree with all of it, mm. but he's gotten a lot done, and a lot of it came from like 
wish list for Democrats that they've been wanting to get done for decades. Frank, whether it was good or bad, he did more than anybody else. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> he, he might have done more to put us in the garbage than anybody else. Dude. But come on. <laughs> he did more than anybody else. First thing he did in office, he, he undid everything Donald Trump did. Of right? course, yeah, man. And then he just gave out a trillion dollars. <laughs> That's right, dude. We're cutting checks. Everybody's getting checks. Come on, man. He got more accomplished than anybody else, whether it was good or bad. Did you notice how he doesn't even say what it was he accomplished? No, they whether can't. Was... They don't even say whether it's good or bad. They just say he did accomplish more than anybody. You know, we could look at it from both sides, right? We could see that there were massive failures and then massive accomplishments when it comes to Trump's administration, right? Everybody could definitely see that prior to COVID occurring, you know, everything was kind of humming along nicely and the policies were working. And dude, it's, it, I think it's going to be the biggest downfall they have because even our parent, my dude, dad even says something about it. Oh, yeah. No, I think it's seeping they, into they, all they, levels. They, people are noticing that you talk about Trump's presidency. You talk about it all the way to the end. And then you, you're like, oh, after four years, we had the lowest, we had the highest unemployment. Nobody had a job. And you refuse to include the fact that COVID was there, right? <clears throat> and also, COVID seems to have leaked out of a lab whether it be Wuhan or Fort Dietrich <laughs> or Ukraine, which there are several biolabs there, there's evidence it could have come out of any of one of, or maybe both, all three places at the same time, right? Uh, you know, COVID, in all regards, is a Democrat-funded, you know, oh, disease. And so, at the very least, but- we know which party it worked, you know, in the favor of. No, no, but you're even seeing Democrat, the, the, the constituents, they're even starting, even them, they have to admit. You can't say Donald Trump lost 10 million jobs and then Joe Biden created 10 million jobs. Right, exactly. Right? That was COVID. And in unison, in lockstep, we like to, or we used to say, the governors of America seem to just shut everything down and destroy millions of jobs. So right now we're about 2 million jobs more than what we had pre-COVID. So I'll give Joe Biden 2 million. I'm not giving him 14. That's right. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. that, that, and that seems to be like even a lot of the Democrats are like, yeah, that is kind of unfair. Kind of yeah, you can't yeah. you can't just discount COVID and then just make everything Donald Trump's fault for the end of his term, right? <laughs> all the bad numbers, but then all the great numbers for Joe Biden those have nothing to do with COVID. That's just because he's great, you know. Well, you know, I keep circling back in my mind on a daily basis, almost at this point, which is this etch a sketch memory, this weird mental block seemingly everybody has about what happened from 2020 to like the end of 2021. It's almost like that time didn't occur. No, but 2019, really. 
Dude, like the end of 2019 was the end of Donald Trump's term. That's what I'm trying to say. So well, yeah. my point being is, if there is this kind of weird psychological, like, abuse victim mentality mental block that majority of Americans have post uh, almost said 9-11, never forget folks, post, uh, <laughs> post 2020, right? They've almost blocked it out because, you know, for many people, dude, they bought full in, they can't admit it. It was this abuse it was a psychological psyop, right? From you know, it was this major thing done to us as a population from the world governments, man. And, and you know, it's a hard thing to buy into and admit. Donald Trump. Donald Trump was a bigger psyop. Than I COVID. couldn't do. You you might be completely right Dude, about it. I, I just had this argument the other day where I was talking about the uh, interest rates on mortgages, and they said. I forgot what they said, and I had to look it up. I looked it up, and the lowest mortgage rates on record were January 2021. January 2021, Donald Trump was president until January 20th, right? That's right. And then jo- Joe Biden was president for the last 10 days of that month. The person I was arguing with me looked me in the eyes and said the only reason January was recorded as the lowest rates was because of the confidence the American people felt in the fact that Joe Biden won the presidency. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, dude. Now, everything after that is Trump's fault. (laughs) Right? Wow. Everything after that is Trump's fault. So after January, come February, the mortgage rates start rising. And that's it. Everything becomes Trump's fault. But for those few months where Joe Biden was the elected president, but not in office yet. That's right. When Trump was the lame duck for those. Every gain Trump saw during those few months can be attributed to the confidence the people felt in Joe Biden taking office. Even though the minute he took office, everything fucking plummeted. (laughs) I know. It all went went to crap. It's insane. It's insane. That was the psyop out of America. Donald Trump was the greatest psyop. It's crazy to me that people are just blocking out a certain time frame, though, and time frames. And, it, you know, there are some people who have awoken to the new world, you know, order and the new situation at hand. And I think there's those are the folks that are thinking like, hey, you know, 2016 to 2018, that wasn't too bad. Not that bad. All we worried about was this guy's text. Yes, tweets. dude. Tweets, man. Or and with but, tweets. But my fucking 401k was doing good. My saving, you know what I mean? I wasn't losing money in my fucking savings account because of inflation. Yeah, and gas uh, now, folks. I hope everyone's excited. It's risen 30 cents in 30 days or something like that. We're back to four something uh, uh, across the country. Everybody's getting killed. Uh, the same old story, same old song and dance with these people, man. That's just going to keep dancing, you know, just it's going to mess with us. No, dude, and then I just, I just had this conversation with a Democrat who lives downtown. I said, how do you still like living downtown? No, it's great. You shouldn't believe what the news say at all. It's nothing like the news says. It's great. I never have any problems. Me and my wife, you know, we go out, no problem. You know, once it, once it gets dark, then you're going to Uber door to door. I'm like, dude, okay. Well, fuck you, dude. That's not good. That is not good. 
fuck you, dude. I'm not going to go out in my neighborhood at night. That's not a good neighborhood. No, yeah, that's kind of how it is in most downtown major cities, uh, regardless probably of the republic or, you know, the political party running the state. But, it, but to know. say it's good and then to say, they literally, I've heard it from a, a few different people. They said literally the only problem is people listening to the news and moving out. Oh, you know, you get that white no, no, flag, people... dude. Right? It's tough. <laughs> They're moving out not because of what the news is telling them. They're moving <laughs> out because their car got broken into. They're moving yeah, out man. because their wife got mugged on her way home. That's right. You know? Yeah, dude. Well, you get the high crime, <clears throat> you get the high homelessness, you get the 10 cities, and people just decide, well, you know, I think it's uh, oh, well, high time I get out of here, right? <laughs> time to sk- skedaddle and skadoo. Uh, I-, I just think that's kind of what's going on uh, across the country. Apparently not here in Denver uh, currently, but... You know, we decided to house a thousand of the, uh, you know, a quarter of the homeless. We just put them in a hotel. We'll see how that works out. There, uh, oh, you got room for them? Well, we uh, had them become roommates with all the migrants we're storing for the sanctuary uh, city situation, <laughs> right? <laughs> a little odd couple, situ- you know, thing going on there. We set up some cameras. They're going to do a reality TV show, I think, because, you know, there's a writer strike going on, so they can't mm. really script anything. You know, you know, to punish the Jan 6 writers, you should just make them house the immigrants. Oh wow! <laughs> right? I mean, dude, we're years, so many years past Jan sixth, and I can't believe they're still in jail. And on top of that, we were just talking about the fella uh, Tutau, uh, Tutau, <laughs> who's getting uh, Tutau. Yeah, yeah. He, he's getting uh, dinged five again. Years. Five more years on top of when did the George Floyd situation occur? Three years that ago. was three years ago. This is eight years. This guy is, <laughs> you know, life has been ruined and just in shambles, man. It's terrible. That's no, so terrible. Oh, because the he guy just, did nothing wrong. He was protecting bystanders because that's what the cops do in that situation. We're, 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 he we're, filled the gap. He just filled the gap. <laughs> yes. You know? He just, that's all he did was fill the gap. Let's destroy the man who filled man. the gap. That's the country we're living in. And that, dude, and that right there, right? So if you're living in these major cities, you got the car uh, theft situation going on. You got the uh, the rapist uh, running around, you know, getting all the joggers, which is going on in the Jefferson County region in Colorado. Uh, right? People start to take a look around and think, oh, we got no cops anymore because uh, we're arresting Tau Tau for just holding back the crowd. So... Uh, <laughs> Now no one's going to stop the criminals, so the criminals are running wild. This is ridiculous. So now I'm going to move out. And that's where you get the flight. 